and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. And uh, you can catch all of our episodes and written content on HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. And Matt, I didn't expect that we were going to do another podcast so quickly, but damn it, this just seemed like too good of an opportunity to pass up. I like when so, things fall in our lap. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> joining us uh, joining us is um, is Jordan Blunt. Uh, the former, uh, the former UIC Flame, Jordan. Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate thank, it. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Um, so uh, first things first. Obviously, you since you are a you are an Irish native, uh, yeah. Irish national. You are currently overseas right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm back in Ireland right now. Right. Jordan, are, are you in County Cork right now? Yeah. I am. So, um, Jordan, I don't know if you know this, and I, we've—I think we—I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast, but during the month of March, before everything, oh, before, before all hell broke loose, Matt was actually on tour um, with the. Uh, what was what was it? What were you doing? You were actually because since you're a drummer and tour drummer, you actually were were on tour in March. And why don't you explain what kind of what you were uh, going to be up to up until you know. Everything wasn't. <laughs> I was uh, touring with a group from Ireland, so that's why I can kind of fake a little bit of, of Irish talk. I was out with the Celtic Angels, so oh wow, got got, got to hang out with some, learn a lot about the people from Ireland. I mean, and how cool over here? Yeah. No, they came over there, and he was tour, he was on, yeah. he was their tour drummer. Okay, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, good people, a lot of fun uh, to hang out with, especially at night after shows. Yeah, always. You know. after <laughs> So um, let me ask you this, Jordan. Um, how long have you been back? Uh, how long have you been back overseas? Because um, I know obviously uh, when COVID hit, everything kind of shut down, and then you yeah. kind of, and then you you know I, I don't know what UIC did in terms of um, you know how the courses went. I, I know a lot of schools yeah, yeah, went yeah. online only. Um, yeah. So the week the week that we played in the Horizon Eight Championship was the week that it all kind of went crazy. So like it was that. Tuesday, I think the final was played, and then Thursday was when everything just that was when the NBA shut down, and then, and then yeah. everywhere just kind of followed suit. And I had, um, I knew I was leaving, like, I knew I was done and everything like that. So, like, I was, I, I went and spoke to this athletic director and everything, and I was like, if this has a, the potential to get way worse, which clearly it, it did, I don't want to be stuck here. I prefer prefer to be stuck over there because I know I'm going to be playing over there next year so they kind of like handled that situation very expeditiously <laughs> and flew me out that Saturday so nice yeah yeah it was a it was a quick turnaround after that week it was a very it was a it was a crazy week you know going from the championship to the NBA being locked down and then literally flying out a day later so yeah I've been over here since that week like March 15th I think I got back here Wow. So yeah. you, you literally got out of the nick of time. Yeah, right. So, like, I flew out on the Saturday, and then that Monday, Trump had banned all travel and everything like that. So I was very, very lucky. We had, uh, from our tour, we had five Irish nationals that caught the flight on that March 16th out of New York. 
York. That was the last one from New York to yeah. Ireland. So you, we, we were all dealing that same time period. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, yeah. So, no, so you, oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Jordan. Are you so? Are you living back with your your folks? I want to ask you a question about something I, I I learned about your family life. Are you back at home with family? And all that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm back home now. Um, I'm back living with the fam. Crazy. And you're, fam. And you're one of six six children, right? Yes. Your older brother John is a boxing champion. Is that right? Um, no. So <laughs> people that that got lost in translation down to okay. <laughs> it's my cousin who is a boxer. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and just like this, through interviews and everything, people just kind of um just kind of took it and ran with it in the wrong way. And I just like, I never, no one ever really asked me about it in an interview after that. So I was just like, I'm not going to go out of my way to change something that lot, not a lot of people probably could care about. So yeah, it's actually my cousin. That's the boxer, not my brother. All right. Cause I want to understand what it was like growing up with a brother that, that boxed and like, I mean, we all know with siblings we fight, but like, what was that like? But I mean, I guess if yeah. it was a cousin, maybe well, it wasn't so bad. I, my mother was was actually a boxer. Uh, when really? She was young. Yeah, yeah. So she, like, but like, we're we're like we're there's we're five boys and one girl, and the girl is the youngest. Um, and we're all pretty close in age, so like we were always very super aggressive, as you guys can tell. <laughs> um, really, yeah, we didn't uh, notice. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of spilled over into my playing career, but um, I'm 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 grateful for it. <laughs> very cool. It, it, it did come in handy a few times over the course of your uh, uh, time at UIC, I will say yeah, that. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a couple, just a couple occasions. So, this, now, so um, I want to talk a little bit about um, this this season. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of some of the stuff you've done previously, but but this season, um, I, I guess, was kind of a uh, was kind of a we were i guess there was kind of a question because i understand as i understand it you had gotten hurt at the end of the, the previous season and you i guess there was some speculation that you weren't going to be able to come back because of the injury and then come in it kind of in december lo and behold there you are um yeah. why, could you tell us a little bit about kind of the extent yeah. of the injury and um and obviously uh, you know looking at kind of you know the last season um it looks like you were kind of limited minutes while so did that did that um the coming back from that injury kind of affect your playing time um yeah for sure so so i tore my acl and meniscus in the summer right before the eight-week session started you know when we go when uh schools go back for that eight weeks uh summer school period mm-hmm. um literally like the weekend before that uh beginning of that semester i tore my acl and everything so it was uh it was tough like they told me but the, my first question was like when can i be back when's the soonest i could be back and they said well physically you could be back in six months but we give it a year to a year and a bit especially how you've done it but once they told me like physically i was fine then i was fine you know what i mean like mentally i was there i was good it didn't really affect me so like the first day i got my surgery i, I went into mclean's office the next day and he was like how are you feeling? I was like, well, it's fixed now. So, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> I just got to strengthen everything else. So it was, um, yeah, so they told me I could come back in six months. So the goal was to come back for the first conference game on December 28th. But after like four and a half, five months, I had passed 
the tests to be fully cleared to play, like physically. So it was hard to not allow me to play when I knew I was physically able to. So then I actually made my return on December 18th against Illinois State on a minute restriction, um, mm-hmm. which killed me because I hated it. Um, but it was fine. Like, I was, like, there was a bunch of, like, real funny situations with that. So, like, we were in Illinois, and I was only supposed to play three minutes in the first half, three minutes in the second half. Um, but I ended up playing, like, five minutes in the first half. And then in the second half, I ended up playing, like, four minutes, and I got three minutes, and I got taken out. And I was feeling absolutely fine. Like, I wasn't out of shape. I wasn't anything like that. So, like, I'm looking at the doctor, our team doctor in the crowd, and I'm looking down the bench at our trainer, and my trainer's shaking her head, like, don't even think about it. <laughs> and I'm looking back at the doctor. I'm like, let me go, let me go, let me go. And so the doctor came down to the bench, and I'm like, look, I'm fine. You see that I'm out there, I'm fine. Like, just let me play. So they let me play a couple of minutes, and I went back in to finish the game. But what was funny was I had pleaded to go back in the game after I wasn't supposed to, and then I give up basically the win and two baskets of the game. <laughs> so co- coach was probably not too happy that I pleaded so much to go back in, but, you know, that's just what happens. But, uh, yeah, it affected my um, – so, like, the first two games, I wasn't allowed to start, which was fine. But, like, after that, I think I ended up averaging, like, 20-something minutes. So I was fine with it, you know what I mean, especially coming off what I coming off, what I came off. So it didn't – affect me mentally but uh obviously i would have loved to play more but it, it was what it was sure sure now obviously our you know you've obviously been on our radar mostly because of the fact that there, there's one person in the horizon league who can't seem to figure you out and it it just happens to be loud and love yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and that, that was and it's and it's interesting that one of the second to last games of your career was UIC upsetting upsetting Wright State. I, I guess I gotta ask, you know, what what is it about Wright State that that this UIC team, not just yourself, but obviously uh, your teammates, um, what is it about that team that seems you guys seem to do pretty well matchup wise, yeah. as opposed to some of the struggles you've had over the years with the rest of the league? Yeah, I think we re- I, I think like like you just said our matchups our ma- we matched up really really well like we had good quick guards that could shoot the ball just like they did we had a good matchup with me and love or me and wampler when they put him at the four where we would just go at each other and, and we would just counter everyone would just counter each other and i just didn't like them like at all <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like their demeanor. I didn't like their aura. I didn't like anything about them. Was it loud in love's hair? Was that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> that was like going into the last year. That was like the pinnacle. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> he didn't. So then it was just the icing on top. But yeah, I just like there was just I don't know what it was. It was when I first got to UIC, I did, obviously didn't play my first year, and, and going down there, I, I didn't. I just didn't like how they how they went about how they what they did. Um, so it just kind of created a a thing for me where whenever I played them, I'm like I'm going at them. I mean, I go at everybody, but it was like extra for them. You know, what I mean, they their their crowd, their arena, their their coaches, their players. It was just I don't know what it was. I just yeah, I never liked them. <laughs> Uh, have you? I mean, uh, have you had any interaction with with Loudon off the court at all? I mean, is or is it just no. been kind of really no, nothing off the court? I've had a couple of interactions with. Uh, oh, I didn't think you were guys like you're gonna butt heads or anything like in the stands or anything. But if I got the chance, we might have. Uh. <laughs> wow. 
um, no, it's fine. Everything, everything that happens on the court stays on the court. But it, it, he, I'm, I'm sure he's a cool guy or whatever. But, I mean, I had a couple of interactions with, with uh, Billy Wampler and, and Cole Gentry, and, and they're real cool guys. And, you know, they come up and commended me after my injury, uh, which was really good, but which I admired. I was like, okay, thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, now love, he just, he just got under my skin, like, all the time. So, um, I... Beyond this last season, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how you how you came about coming coming to the states in the first place. Um, yeah. Obviously, you spent uh, spent most of your formative years in Ireland, and then you ended up at the, at the Spire Institute um, right around the same time as Marcus Adi. And mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about that experience, because yeah. obviously, um, knowing knowing what I know about not just not necessarily the Spire Institute, but where it's located at, which is um, which is in Ashtabula, which is somewhere in Ashtabula County in Ohio, which. Anybody who lives in Northeast Ohio knows that that is, you know, it's that's a very nice place. Except you don't really want to drive there in the winter time. Yeah, and you were right yeah. there in the middle of it. Yeah, I was right on the lake. So I was actually, I was, in, I was a couple of places before I went to Spire. So I had, uh, I'd left Ireland when I was really young. I was 15, and I went to play for a team in England, and then from there I went to Spain. I played two years with uh, a team out in Spain, and then. I made my way to uh, Spire. So I was playing in the European Championships and was playing really, really well and averaging a lot of points, a lot of rebounds. And a couple of schools started to talk to me and offer me, like Georgia Tech, uh, Valpo, a bunch of schools like that. And uh, I didn't really know where to go. Um, I didn't know if I was going to stay in Europe and just become a pro or if I really wanted to go to college. It was, it was kind of coming to that. And then I was like, you know what? A lot of schools really want this, want me. I, I wanted to go to college when I was young. Let me just go do it. So I, a bunch of prep schools started talking to me, and then um, yeah, Spire had reached out to me, and I never like I never heard of any prep schools. I mean, it's not something I would have stayed in tune with while I'm over here. But yeah, so I was, I looked at their facilities. Their facilities sounded amazing. They, they promised me a lot of stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me go. So I went, <laughs> and when I went, I was shocked. Because I thought I was going to Cleveland, and I, I'd never been in America before. So I thought I was going to a big LeBron James's city, and I was going to be around all this stuff. That's how they—I'm pretty sure that's how they—they they get every, they suck everybody in. They say, uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you're, yeah. here you are at the airport. Now we're going to go 50 miles this right? way." Yeah. So like, I'm, I drive by the poster of LeBron, and then I keep driving and keep driving and keep driving. I'm like, this is nowhere near what I thought. But it was an amazing situation. I loved Spire. It was actually one of the most memorable, fun times of my and, whole life. And as I understand it, the Spire Institute, you know, is it actually cha- apparently it changed ownership recently. But yes. as I understand it, the, the, the facility, the, the entire complex itself is, is pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah, not it's, just it's not just for basketball, but for a lot of different other sports as well. Yeah, they've got Olympic pools, they've got a massive football field, the track, they've got everything. Um, the Big Ten hold their across uh, their track uh, conference championships in there. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And and I I was living, so I was in the prep uh, program, the prep school year. I was in like a post grad, and I was living in a golf resort. <laughs> So wow. there's, yeah, I was living in a hotel for six, seven months, and yeah, that was like not much as eighteen year olds could complain about. 
I'd say not. Now you mentioned you, you mentioned playing for playing for Ireland, and I noticed throughout your throughout your 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 playing career, you've you've had a lot, you've had a few uh, chances to play uh, for the national uh, for uh, yeah. one of the national teams. Tell us a little bit about kind of that experience, um, yeah. and also you know if there if if there's going to be some. Um, if there's going to be some ability, you're, if you're going to be able to do that moving forward in your professional career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing for the Irish team since I was 14, 15, uh, and I've played on every team. So I played in the U16s, the U18s, the U20s, senior men's, 3v3. I played on all of them. And every single time you get to play for your country, it's it's an amazing honor, privilege. Um I loved it. I love playing for my country. I'm very, very proud of where I come from. I wear it on my chest all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I love doing it. And, and my role on a team is very different when I play with the national team. I mean, when I was in Chicago and UIC, so to speak, I was very much like a kind of a glue guy, you know, an energy guy, make sure to do this, do this. But I wasn't really much of a scorer, whereas when I go play for Ireland, I'm, I'm asked to score a lot. You know what I mean? So, I love the change of roles. I love the um, the camaraderie that a national team has. It's definitely something I will do in the coming years at a certain point. When, I'm not sure, but I will. Uh, I was actually just talking to the head coach about two weeks ago. He had uh, reached out to me because we're actually hosting the European Championships next summer. So okay. I'll, make, I'll make a decision soon uh, in regards to my participation in that. But, yeah, I mean... It's there. I, I, I'll definitely do it. I love it. I think whenever you get a chance to play for your country, you should. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I, I love I love playing for Ireland. And Jordan, I know Ireland's not always seen as, you know, a big basketball country necessarily. Yeah. How, how did you get into basketball? Like, where did this come from for you? Yeah, um, my father, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up in not a great neighborhood, uh, and, and there was it was very visible to me the two routes that I could take. It was this road or this road. And, and the road to the right had basketball and, and promises and, and potential. And, and the left road didn't really have much. You know what I mean? So my dad was a basketball player. He, he was a coach, player, referee, everything. So he noticed I was pretty, like, agile, athletic, quick when I was young. So basketball was it so as soon as I picked up a basketball I just fell in love with it and when I was about 11 or 12 a guy you know like it's not it's not normal for an Irish kid to well it's becoming more normal but when I was growing up it wasn't it wasn't normal for a kid to leave the country for basketball and I'd seen that I'd seen somebody leave and I'm like wow like that's that's what I want to do you know what I mean like I want to go I want to be somebody that that becomes that and it did I I managed to achieve that when I was quite young and then the goals my goals changed and everything but yeah it was basketball was going to be my way to everything it was going to be my ticket it was going to be my tools and then I just had to build what I wanted got you living on a golf course how about that or a golf resort yeah golf. right I mean, yeah, yeah you, you come from living on a golf resort <laughs> yeah so um and and speaking of and going back going back to your expire experience and you you actually were in uh, at spire with marcus adi at, the, at that moment in time correct yeah yeah so marcus had come from a different prep school uh in i think new england uh, i could be wrong in that but yeah we, i met marcus there um and we were actually roommates for a little while and, and a lot of the schools that offered marcus or offered me offered us kind of 
both, you know what I mean? Um, and UIC kind of offered us both around the same time. And I took my visit. I committed super early. And I, and I told Marcus, like, if you go and you talk to McLean, you're going to commit. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I, I, again, you guys, like we said, you have your opinion of coach, but I, I have, I hold coaching in very high regard, not just as a coach, but as a person. Um, and I told Marcus, I said, if you went and had the conversations with him that I had, I think you would want to play for him. So he did, and he went and committed, and then we both ended up there. Let it be known, while I, I joke, I've never met McLean. I've never actually talked to him. He's probably a wonderful guy. He's just always struck yeah, me yeah. as that, that movie villain. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, um, I mean, basketball is everything to coach. You know what I mean, it means so much to him, and he's so passionate, and that was why I gravitated towards him more than any other school. It was more so him than the school because he kind of reciprocated how I felt I was, you know, just energy, passion. This is what it means. This is what I'm going to do and everything. Like he's consistent. You know, he's crazy every game. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah, that was why I was drawn towards him. But yeah, and even off the court, off the court, like he's a great, great guy. Like I, I would talk to coach about anything. So, Yeah. In the recruiting process, did he ask you if you had like lock picking skills or anything like that, or was that kind of left? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that, that was left out. <laughs> so you, so and I, we, you know, on in multiple episodes, we've we kind of went back and forth uh, as to kind of the the future of Steve McLean um, at UIC. Um, I I was you know right that right before the end, I thought for sure he had done enough. To you know, warrant uh, you know, warrant another season, and yeah. then lo and behold, <laughs> that that fr- probably that right, right around that Friday you left. I yeah, was, it was it was the day was before wrong. I flew out. It was the day before I flew out. I walked up and he was talking to coach in the office, and I was like, "What up, coach?" And he told me, "I was like, oh my goodness," because like you, I I thought that he had done what he needed to do. You know, I mean, he had taken the program to places that it hadn't been in in forever. You know, and yeah. done so like the trials and tribulations that he went through to do it. Like, like, I mean, he started the year with, without five, four starters. Yeah. <laughs> and then That's true. only, was. And then, yeah. And only got, because everybody, through. yeah. Cause as we were, as we remember, I think you, you were out. Um, oh God, who else? Uh, Adi and Ferguson were out. Um, Rob Howard. Oh, that's right. And Rob Howard, who, who, if I'm not, if I understand correctly, he had to take a red shirt because he was, uh, yeah, because he yeah. played the entire season. He got so, surgery on his shoulder. And, and I mean, you start the whole, like everyone knows you don't, you're not playing your best basketball when you start the season. You know what I mean? So like, you're only now getting your, your, your guys that you want to be the core back when the games really start to mean something. So we're not hitting our stride. So game six, game seven, but in conference, that's, that's, that's a lot. You know, I mean, that's deep in conference to only start hitting your stride and inconsistencies came and stuff like that. But even through all of that, we made it to a point that the school hadn't made it to, you know what I mean? And, and again, I think, I think what I think, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really think that he should have been given an extension. Um, did you did you have any interaction with uh, the new coach Luke Yaklich at all? No, zero. He uh, he congratulated me um, on Twitter yesterday or two days ago, but no actual personal uh, interactions. No. Um, have you talked to Have you talked to any of your former teammates at all? Um, you know, Marcus or your or Tarkus. Yeah, 
yeah, I would talk to Marcus and, and Ferg and Godwin quite a bit um, and, and Howard and all the guys. You know what I mean, I, I don't talk to them on the daily, but we do talk quite a bit. So, yeah. So, you – I'm sorry, Matt, you wanted to say something? Oh, I was just going to say um... – <clears throat> thinking through like your former teammates i just want to know what was it like practicing with diggins he's someone that i've always just been really impressed with and it's his it's his athleticism am i wrong on that or is that he just a freak athlete one of the yeah he's the most freakishly athletic person that i've ever been around <laughs> he used to do some things in practice that was like after a while the guys just kind of like acted like it was normal but like I'm coming from Ireland, where I'm considered a athlete. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm looking at this kid, like, like some of the stuff he used to do was just crazy. You know what I mean? He'd literally just jump, and his head would be at the rim, and it would be easy. Like, he didn't even try to jump. You know what I mean? It was, it was a couple of times we got some glimpses of it in the games, but I don't think people really understood the kind of athlete he was. The, you know, I'm primarily an Oakland fan, so I've watched him do some pretty nasty dunks on Oakland, especially last <laughs> year. You guys turned that into a nasty dunk fest, which, you know, at that point, you just kind of sit back and enjoy it. But uh, he's just a player I've always watched from UIC. You know, every, every year as fans, we looked at UIC and we thought this was going to be the year. And it's players like him, you know. Yeah, we felt like it every year, together. So, trust me. <laughs> wow. so, I was just curious, like... I, I can only imagine what a practice with, with someone like him would be like, just because... Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, a lot of the guys, were like, I don't think, like, Marcus Adi was another freak. Um, like, like, I mean, you look at, like, Marcus is 6'1", mm-hmm. with a 48-inch vertical. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, he's got a 48-inch vertical. Wow. And so, do, but then you look at Mike, and Mike is 6'9", and he's got a 48-inch vertical. <laughs> so, yeah, so... so yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought it because um, we always came in the as I I looked at that backcourt uh, backcourt of UICs between you know Adi and Ferguson and Bowen um, and I always thought that that was arguably one of the best backcourts in the Horizon League and yeah. I I I don't know you know. Is is that kind of, was that your guys' kind of assessment too? Because obviously there's some great, you know, the, the Horizon League historically has been all about, you know, has been really, you know, prides itself on guard play. And I thought those two, you know, that that group, you know, that group that UIC had always seemed to have that that extra factor on it. And so, um, it, was that kind of your guys' thought, uh, your your guys' opinion on yeah. that as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, every time we came to practice and every conversation that I ever had with the guys, I, w- I would always tell them, like, we have the best three guards in the league. You know what I mean? That was what we thought. That was what we felt. And that was what we would encourage. You know what I mean? Like, on any given night, any of those guys could go for 30 and 10. You know what I mean? So, like, like yeah, it was just, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know why it never really, like, there was times it clicked. And when it clicked, it was beautiful. But when it didn't, it was a car crash. You know what I mean? But yeah, I definitely think we had the three best guards in the league. It's nice to hear that from somebody from the inside because that's absolutely how it felt from the outside. When you guys were, were clicking, that, that team was, was really good. But then yeah, there were I mean, moments of inconsistency. You're like, what is what is going on that you guys can't do it all the time? Because yeah, talent and, and was there. Even, and even like for me, I couldn't put it down to anything in particular either. I, I couldn't, like, I can't sit here and tell you oh, this is why we never clicked. This is why we were never as consistent as we were. I, I really don't know what it was, but 
it was like it's something I'm gonna hate for the rest of my life because if it just clicked for longer than what it did, then I think we we like I think each year that we played and we had those guys like you look at our my sophomore year, Ty Odiasi along with the Kembe Dixon and Clint with those three guys plus me, like that's a crazy lineup. Like there's no way we shouldn't have won. Um, and then our junior year we were right there too, but coming into the last weekend we just blow it. And then our senior year, we just get hit with a bunch of injuries and we never get rolling the way we should have or the way we thought we could have. So it was like, and then, but like we would have games and, and weeks where we would just, I remember we played um, my junior year, we played Illinois State. We blew them out by 20. Then we went up to Colorado. Absolutely amazing game. It was a two or three point game with a minute left and we ended up losing by eight. And then we go to DePaul the following week and lose by 30. End up on Sports Center top 10 for not the right reason. You know what I mean? So it's, I never fully grasped why we didn't click, but if we did. Yeah, and that's it's it's funny you mentioned that because you because that 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 crazy and it, it it seemed to me that wasn't really a, not just a UIC issue that was a Horizon League issue on a couple of occasions, yeah. but the <laughs> one well no the one the 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 weirdest thing and this is obviously this is it, you know you got to tell us what what you guys what was going on here with with Northern Kentucky the home mm. game and the away game. Where mm-hmm. the, where the, where, and I gotta, and I gotta bring this, I gotta, I got, I cannot, I, I have to remember this because it's like, did this really happen? I think it was the, it was the game at, uh, credit, uh, the credit union one arena or whatever. Yeah. And where they ripped off 30 straight points. And then you guys go down to Northern Kentucky and just blow them out of the gym. Yeah. Um, was that what kind of was that kind of like a revenge game or something? I, I mean, it, it Man, just seems, it, it, was, it, it was in that it's crazy how that how how you guys were able to go yeah. back because it, it go back from that, you know, inexplicably. Yeah. I think it was like I, I think you guys went like 10, 12 whole minutes without scoring a single point, and then you guys go back to. You know, you guys go back to Northern Kentucky and just, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, it said it didn't it, exist. Yeah, it was, that, that was crazy. I mean, it was, yeah, it was kind of the same with Oakland. So, like, like yeah, they came and, and, and it, we were, like, down nine, I think, going into the half at our place. And then they came out and, and they just started hitting shots. And then out of nowhere, we're down 30. And it's, like, 12. It's the second media and we still haven't scored. I'm like, even I was like, I was sitting on the bench looking up, like, what is going on? Like, it, like when you're in those moments, it doesn't even feel real. But then we go out there, and it's the exact same thing. So like, we go on a nice little run, and we're up like eleven two or something. Yeah, like eleven two. And then I look up again, and we're up twenty two six. And then I look up again, we're up thirty. I mean, at one point we were up forty something. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's it was so strange, but like that. That was oh, that felt so good <laughs> doing that at their place. Like there's another like Wright State. And I hate the two of them. With it, with it. yeah, North maybe Northern Kentucky even more so. But that's actually exactly what I was going to ask you. You know, you've gotten through your Horizon League career. You've played in all these places. You've played in all these cool games. Looking back, what where is your least favorite place to play and why within the conference? 
Uh, my least favorite place to play. Cleveland State is my least favorite place to play. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Uh, yeah, I got to add, yeah. It's like, I don't, it's a huge arena. Like, huge. There's never very many people there. No, they're not. The court, the court comes to like a dead stop because they, they've got a big green curtain right underneath the basket. Oh, God, the Damn and like curtains. they're just they're just <laughs> and they're just like a real scrappy chippy choppy team like it's never a fun game it's like oh like there's never no momentum in the game it's just always grinding out every single bucket it's all scrappy sloppy and it's just the way they play but yeah i hated going to cleveland state all right so what was your favorite place to play i gotta flip it right state yeah yeah that's fair 100 i i yeah because of how i felt about them um but they like it was the same. But like Northern Kentucky were up there too. I used to like playing against Northern Kentucky, but their their arena wasn't as fun as Wright State's was, as in to play in. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, no, like Wright State supporters would like get into you, and I, I would hear them yeah. shouting at me on the sidelines. Whereas Northern Kentucky, they just they just get loud. Joe McDonald puts his hand up in the air, and they just erupt. You know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. By the way, as a Cleveland State fan, I have hated that curtain for a decade <laughs> and a half. A, they put that thing. Volume. They put that stupid thing up like in like 2004, and I've hated it ever since. Mostly yeah. because my original seat was in this in one of the sections behind the curtain, so right. I was never gonna get my seat back. So I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was the furthest journey too. Yeah, like, it was like so, six hours to get there. Uh, so, all right. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing uh, your your new pro journey. You're going to be going. You're going to be heading back to Spain, correct? I am. Yes, uh, with great excitement. I'm. Uh, I just signed. I signed last week. It just got announced two days ago. I signed with Basket Navarra in uh, the north of Spain, located in Pamplona. Uh, so, it's one of the leagues that I really wanted to get to. I had. Um, I had set that as my goal in like my junior, senior, junior year, that this is one of the leagues that I would love to start my career in. So I'm very happy. Um, yeah, because my, my goal would be to stay in Spain, you know, get to the ACB and just, just play my whole career in Spain. So what the now I now I know the uh, the 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 Euro the Eurobasket teams yeah. are the Euro teams have kind of the tiered uh, tiered league structures. Where where does uh, where does your current team fall into that uh, kind of league hierarchy? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm playing in Leb Plata, which is the so it goes ACB Leb Gold Leb Leb Oro and then Leb Plata, and I'm in Leb Plata. So in terms of the league, like it's a very highly thought of league in terms of scale and everything like that because of where it is. Um, in terms of Europe, it will be in the higher uh, part of the table in terms of strength of league and, and respect of league. So my goal is to play one year here. Um, hopefully get promoted. If we get promoted, then I'll stay with that team and go to Leb Gold. But if not, then I would like to go elsewhere and go to Leb Gold or ACB. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, it, now, now I'm trying to figure. Yeah, you know, um, I'm looking at the year. I'm kind of looking at that particular league. So you're, most of those guys are, most of the roster looks like are. Uh, when do they start? Uh, when does uh, when does Euro start up? Um, in do they start up in the same probably around what uh, October November? 
I'm not. I apologize. I'm not overly familiar with the. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to start in early October. So uh, I get there right at the end of August, um, and I'm pretty sure it's a. It's either a four or six week preseason, and then season is right there, and it's it's sticking fast. So it's the early part of October. It's going to begin. And you mentioned you lived in Spain when you were younger, right? Yes, I did. I uh, I played out in uh, Gran Canaria. Um, I was there for two years. Uh, and yeah, I loved it. I, lo- I love Spain. Are you fluent in Spanish at this point? I am, yes. How many languages do you speak? Fluently, two. Two? Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so but I, would, I could dimble and dabble in, in a bunch of other ones. Yeah. So yeah. So so you're. So have they have they discussed kind of what your role is going to be, uh, with, with yeah. the new team? Yeah. So that, again, that's why I'm like I'm very happy and excited for for this change. So they they've spoken about me becoming uh one of the primary playmakers. Even though I kind of was one of the guys who would make a lot of the plays. Like I said, every time I have the ball, at UIC, I would try to make a play, but. This team would look to run stuff more through me. They see me as a very versatile guy looking to play the two, three, four, even sometimes the five. So I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there and, and getting started. So as you move forward and uh, you move forward at the beginning of your pro career, what is the what is the one part of your game that you want to get you know start developing a little bit more as you get as you get as you continue your career as a pro? I have to shoot the ball better. <laughs> Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think I attack the ball, the basket well. I think I get a little ahead of myself sometimes and everything like that. But I think I have a good handle. I have a good um, – I think I'm good defensively. I think I have a good read on the game. I think I can pass the ball very well. I just got to shoot the ball more consistently. Well, you were at UIC. You had all those shooters around. You didn't really have to shoot all that much. <laughs> yeah, they shot enough for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. Yeah. So. Matt, do you have anything else? No, I mean, we're just, thanks again for coming on. And, you know, it's really nice. Anytime we can get a player on that, especially after, you know, they're done with their career to kind of look back at it, you yeah. talk openly and honestly. And, you know, that 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 helps us. You know, UIC fans are great. And they I'm sure they're going to love listening to what you had to say. And everyone's going to follow along with your career. And we want we want the best for you, man. Yeah, I, I even think Red State fans will have, will have something to say. I want to hear this, too, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I hope they do. <laughs> So Jordan, tell us everybody. Tell everybody where they, we can find you online. Uh, yeah. So um, my username on Instagram and Twitter is uh, Jordan Bunk thirteen. Um, you can find me on there, and I have a uh, a business page too, and it's called at JB thirteen Elite on Instagram. Um, so you can get me on there. Um, yeah, those are the two main uh, accounts that I would use. All right, great. All right, thank you. Like I said, uh, Matt said, I obviously thank you again for for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us, everybody. Um, as always, you can find, as we said before, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on our website at horizonroundtable.com. Be sure to check that out. Be sure to check, or you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. We should be everywhere still, I think, most likely. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, you can pull us up on your uh, on your Google or Amazon devices, even though my new Echo Dot is still being very temperamental to me. So I might have to get, I might have to call tech support on that one. But um, that's going to wrap it up for every uh, for us. And uh, thank you all for listening.